Hello, and welcome back to Question Show, a play podcast where each week a new adventurer steps up to fix a broken kingdom. And ladies, gentlemen, MBs, we're here. Season 2 of Question Show. After the events that happened in Season 1 to Prince Pratt and all the other stuff that happened as well, you'd think, where else could we go? Well, I say where we're going to go, because we've got new guests, we've got returning guests, we've got high stakes, low stakes, we've got as many stakes as you want, but let's not, let's just get straight into it. So, I'm the host and Games Master James, and who is joining us to embark on today's adventure? Uh, that, is that my cue? Do I interstage left? Yeah, come on okay. in. Who are you? Okay, I- Clop, clop, clop. Hey, hi, hello. Uh, I don't know why I used clop as my walking noise. I don't have hooves. Um, <laughs> my name is Nevin Holmes. Uh, I am a queer tabletop role-playing game designer and, at this point, longtime friend of good old James. Nevin, um, it is good to have you on because you are the one who got away. You were When we were initially planning season one of Quest and Show, you were number one with a bullet to be guest on quest and show but... <laughs> yeah and you just like you happened to be doing the recording right around the time i was like ass deep in kickstarter yeah well let's well let's go into that because yeah you've mentioned that obviously you're a games designer so what kind of games do you work on what what is the name of this game that stops you from being on season one of quest and show it's just a a little, a little game by the name of a gun and slinger uh, it's a two to three player TTRPG uh, where one person's like a game master that's optional. And then the other two players are a wasteland wanderer and their sentient gun. Mm. Um, it's a very, very good game. I'm completely unbiased. That game <laughs> rips ass. It's so good. Um, you can find it and like all my other games at nevin.games, N-E-V-Y-N.games. Uh, and you can find all my other garbage on Twitter, uh, at Fork20. Yes. So, by the sounds of things, then, I don't sure why I'm d- not sure why I'm saying it like this, because, yeah, we, we both know this. Nevin, you are a, you are a long-time tabletop player. You are a, you are somebody who has steeped themselves in the experience of role-playing games. Although, I don't know, I, I can't speak for you, Nevin. Tell us, what is your, what is your relationship with role-playing games and tabletop and stuff like that been playing them a very long time mm. uh and somehow got roped into designing them <laughs> uh it just kind of happened i yeah. just really like designing games i really like playing them i think that ttrpgs are a lot of things all at once um and i, I just i just Freaking like them, James. No, They're just I, so I, good. I absolutely get you. I like them as well. I especially like the stuff that you design, Nevin. And I guess one thing I would ask is, with the stuff that you make and with your kind of relationship with tabletop stuff, is what is, and I'm sure there's multiple things, but what is one thing you think that tabletop and role-playing games can do that you can't get elsewhere? I think that... So I'm trying to think of how to word this right. Um, That's okay. I think I think tabletop games afford people 
uh, a way to explore and put themselves in various headspaces and identities that other games don't let you. Mm. Like when you play a video game RPG, it's still very limited. And like it can be fucking Skyrim, but it's still very limited in scope in terms of how you can actually express yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sorts of things you can actually explore as a human, yeah. as a person playing a game, you're always going to be exploring the same themes when you play Skyrim. But when I play Dungeon World or, or Quest and Show or Blades in the Dark or Gun and Slinger or Skeletons or anything like that, hmm. there are it's a wider variety of themes, even within an individual game. Um, but the things I can do as a character and as a player playing that character are limitless, no matter what game I'm in, they're going to be geared towards one thing or another. Like in blades, I'm a scoundrel who summons ghosts, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I can still go deeper on the actual character development side. And they, it's like limitless potential to explore any aspect you want about yourself and about the world. And I think it's beautiful. Yeah, no, it is genuinely like, I mean, one of the reasons I'm running the podcast and kind of the reason that I get from everybody is, yeah, it's like, there is a lot of flexibility to kind of how you want to approach stuff. And yeah, no, you're not at the, you're not at the expense of, well, it's a third person shooter, so you have to shoot people or, you know, you have to do it. stuff. Unless you're playing (laughs) (laughs) D&D. Uh I do have to warn you though, Nevin, unfortunately, we have switched to uh uh Pathfinder for um Question Show season two. So Pathfinder's fine. I haven't actually tried Pathfinder. Is that any is that is it okay? It has some of the same issues as D D. Um mm. but it's also not D D, so I, I'd rather play that. Okay, <laughs> okay fair enough. <laughs> Uh, but I will say, obviously, because you did mention your games and your uh, links and stuff, uh, they will all be in the description of this episode. Now, Nevin, I've told yes, you, James. I have told you about Quest and Show quite a few times, but we have to assume, because even though this is season two, following on from season one of Quest and Show, that people might... People might not know what this podcast is about or what you do because, you know, people might be here because they like you and they like your stuff. They might be here because they like me from other stuff that I do that isn't Quest and Show related. So, just to explain to the people at home, basically, before we started, Nevin came up with a character who will be tasked with solving this episode's issue at hand. And over the course of this adventure, I'll describe settings, characters, and situations. And Nevin will be in charge of telling me how they'd like to proceed in their actions. Again, we're going back to, you know, limitless options. There is a complete open approach to how you want to deal with stuff. And most of the time, these actions won't be challenged. However, there may bu- there might be opportunities where you'll want to take the advantage, say get the drop on somebody or parlay for a better deal, or times where you'll have to defend yourself, either through a little bluffing or combat. And so during these occasions, I'll ask you to roll two six-sided dice. Do you have dice on you, Nevin? I sure do. Can we hear him on the mic? <laughs> okay. That you want some more? Me. I can do some more. I can do some good foley. Oh, okay. No, yeah, let's get some nice dice foley. 
Okay. That's very nice. I'm sure it's not actually that good. <laughs> it's it's uh, fine. I will pump the, I'll pump the volume off. It's no problem. In, no, just let it be really quiet. <laughs> in fact, it's, it's the opposite issue of what we usually have, which is, hey, have you got any dice on you yet? Can we hear them? <laughs> right into the mic. So, yeah, that's fine. That, that works for me. But basically, when you roll these two six-sided dice, that's not the end of it, because for each small advantage that the character may have going into a situation, such as their gear or special abilities, the player will add one or maybe two to the final result. But on the inverse, these things could also be a disadvantage, or the character might be in a situation where maybe they're hurt or things are against them and will remove numbers from the final result, depending on the situation. But essentially, in regards to results, high numbers lead to great results, and low numbers... Nevin, what do you think happens if you roll a low number in Question Show? I win. <laughs> if you roll snake eyes, <laughs> that's what I've been waiting to happen all game. I win. You yeah. win, yeah. Uh, I, also, I also win if I roll boxcars, to be clear. Yeah, but yeah, so if you roll boxcars, you, you get to move to any space you want on the board. But if you roll snake eyes, then you have to go back to the start, unfortunately. But that's okay, that has its own advantages. But... Basically, yeah, that's uh, those are the rules, and that's the system of Quest and Show, which is in a link below. Nevin, before we started, did you want to do a roll to see see whether the whether the fates are smiling on you for this episode of Quest and Show? Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, that's an eight. Oh, that is a big success. Well, that's pretty good because most. Uh, most people I ask to do that usually got a failure, and unfortunately that did reflect a lot in episodes of Quest and Show, but a mixed success, that's what we want, because that is a... That's kind of getting what you want, but there's going to be a downside to it, which I feel is kind of indicative of a lot of results in Quest and Show, so... No, I think that's, uh, I think that's what we want. We want a nice solid 8 to start Season 2 on. Pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. Pretty good. So... Before we start proper, is there anything you would like to say, or whatever? Uh, no, let's do it. Alright, let's, let's get into it. And just one last thing to remember, your actions in this game aren't just going to affect your adventure, but they're going to affect every adventure going forward, as Season 2 has been affected by the actions of Season 1. So keep, consider that, keep that in mind in your decision-making, Nevin. I will not. <laughs> you can't make me, I'm not going to do that. Prose is going to make the decisions that Prose makes. Prose is their own person. Prose is going to, if they want to rock the house, that is what they are going to do. Speaking of which, we should probably get into Prose's. So, with that, let's go to our land out of time and out of place as we head back to the land of Trottleera. Now, quite a few things have happened in uh, Trottleera over the past few weeks, months even. It's been quite a, uh, quite a, quite a time 
for the people who live there, and especially the royal family of Trotlera, but let's not worry about that at the moment, because they're not the focus of today's adventure. Because the focus of today's adventure is the person that you are playing as, Nevin. So, what is their name? Uh, yeah, uh, my name is uh, Prosarium Ethelina, my friends call me Pros. Uh, she, they pronouns. Mm-hmm. Um, um, she's she's very short. She's like five foot one inch tall. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got uh, long black hair up in a very messy like bun. Okay. Um, and she has like a shock of just white hair, just a whole streak of white hair that kind of hangs down in front of her face. Uh, she she tucks it behind one of her ears a lot, um, but it's always falling down, and she just doesn't put it in the bun for whatever reason. It just doesn't stay in the bun. Okay. Uh, their face is pretty angular, um, pretty lean, um, and you can tell that at one point, maybe multiple points, uh, their nose has been broken, so it's a little crooked, mm. and uh, their clothes are very messy. Um, she kind of wears a getup similar to Garrett in the Thief series, okay. um, but like not as fancy. Very, very messy, kind of unkempt, a uh, little tattered, but still, you know, it it does the job, and that's what matters. Exactly. Lots of belts, lots of pockets, and a cloak. So you've kind of all black everything. All black everything, just like Jay Z sung about or raps about, I guess. You've kind of touched upon in your description of Prosy, but what would you say their role is in this world? Uh, she is the fighting thief. So she is the fighting thief. So let's get into that a little bit. So what is her what is her backstory? What where does she come from? She was quote unquote abandoned at mm. a young age. Uh, whatever whatever that really means. It doesn't. It honestly doesn't matter. Mm. Um, she eventually ended up finding her uh oh, my dice. She eventually ended up finding her way into like a small town gang. Okay. Um just like honestly gang isn't even the right word. It's just a group of punks. Yeah. Just like punk teens, punk young adults who just hate the world cuz it's fucked them over and they're just trying to make it. Yeah. Um a lot of like youngster on the streets kind of high fantasy fin for yourself stuff. Hmm. Um, she, because it was, because that group was just a bunch of punks and a bunch of ruffians, um, she learned how to fight pretty, pretty quickly and pretty decently. She's, she's very good in a scrap. Um, and she's actually like a little bit of an amateur martial artist. Okay. Um, they very much like to just get into a fight. It's it's fun for them to yeah. to to have fisticuffs. Um, that gang that she was in dissolved, um, and she's on her own once again. But you know, she she knows enough people around the principality to always have a place to stay and always have a friend in whatever town she goes to. Nice. Uh, her main goal is to just kind of stay alive. But she does want to gain a little bit of fame and fortune so that she can help herself and help those less fortunate. Very noble goals that she has. And she's definitely won a couple 
uh, fight nights. Yes. Oh, I can imagine. So, tell me this. What would you say her three special skills are? Uh, brawn, stealth, and distractions. Nice. And distractions, obviously, that is what you have written in. And that is kind of like... She's very good at kind of leading eyes and taking attention off herself and onto other stuff, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Either making a distraction somewhere else or being the distraction. Nice. Uh, and what is her expertise? Uh, her expertise is in hand-to-hand. Hand-to-hand. So, like, she she probably carries a knife or, like, a blackjack or something like that. But mm-hmm. really, she's good with her fists. Cool. And finally, uh, when she is out and about or if she is due to go on an adventure, what does she usually bring with her? She usually brings uh, some armor and a utility kit. And a utility kit. And that could be stuff like lockpicks or, like... Uh, you know, climbing equipment and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, like g- general thievy things. Mm. Uh, think of it as like Batman's utility belt. Oh, nice. <laughs> but, but, but limited in scope to getting in and getting out. No shark repellent, then, is what I'm hearing. No shark repellent unless she's breaking into the estate of a shark person. <laughs> or, or an aquarium. Very nice. So it sounds like uh, Prozy has quite a lot going on for you then. But just a quick question, just to kind of get an idea of what her sort of status is. What does she know of Trottlera? Does she from Trottlera herself, or is she kind of more from out the outer principality of the area? I think she's spent some time in Trottlera. Okay. Um, like I said, she's she's been all around hmm. um so she probably knows some people she probably knows like a couple local thieves gangs or like uh bars that have like fight nights she's probably got a couple friends here or there so she's got a place to crash for sure mm-hmm. but she probably hasn't kept up on its politics or history very much that is absolutely fine for now as we because said that's where i am that's right i don't i don't I don't know anything about Trottlera. Hey, don't worry about it. You don't need to know anything about it. Everything's fine in Trottlera. Everything's everything's going really smoothly, and maybe you'll maybe you'll find out a bit more as we get into it. But James but I... says, looking directly at the audience, <laughs> everything's <laughs> fine. Don't worry. Winking at the podcasters at home. That's what you call people who listen to podcasts, podcast, right? Or no, that's what you call people who make podcasts. Oh, I don't know. It don't matter. Everyone's a podcaster in my eyes, so that's fine. <laughs> As we set the current scene, which is, Prosy, you have found yourself uh, with an opportunity to make a little bit of cash, which is, you are currently at a tavern uh, in one of the small hamlets outside of the uh, Trotlera city. Uh, The name of this tavern, though, the name of this tavern. Nevin, do you want to give me a name for a tavern? The Bastard Sow. You are set up at the Bastard Cell, which it is a centre point of this community. Uh, the community itself is made up of sailors, so they don't mind the name of the Bastard Cell. They think it's uh, quite a good laugh. And they're all kind of... It's very macho, even though it's uh, obviously it's men and women and uh, non-binaries who work in this place. It is very much a place which is quite... Some people would call it aggressive, and to that point, that is what's happening tonight, because 
obviously your ex experience as being a prize fighter, you have found yourself locked in a match with one of the locals. He is a large orc by the name of Goldtooth. The reason he is called Goldtooth is rather unimaginatively because one of his tusks is made out of gold. He is covered in quite a lot of nooks and nicks from previous fights, but he has got the height and size advantage in this battle. However, the the clock has only now been struck during this encounter. Before we go for any actions, are there any questions you would like to know about the current situation? Uh, so by the clock has struck, you mean like... The fight is about starting. to begin. Okay, cool. So we are right at the beginning of the fight and Goldtooth is over there like stretching and stuff and like getting ready to beat my little ass. His friends are they're all cheering and like limbering him up. He's drunk three tankards of ale to get himself fighting fit. Uh, there is a small actually a pretty decently sized crowd around you guys. They have moved the tables out of this bar like over to the edges to give you enough space to fight essentially. But this is all officiate this is all official you and well this was something that the landlord there asked if you could do it in order for room board and a little bit of gold yeah absolutely of of course pros does this shit you kidding me yeah um, absolutely so pros is uh after she stepped into the ring she actually like took off the cloak and took off the armor because this is a this is a skins fight, right? Oh, like, you yeah, this is this is there are no this is bare knuckle, no weapons. Mm -hmm. Um, so right now she's actually she's just got like kind of loose fitting pants on, mm -hmm. um, and some like they're they're loose and they're kind of billowy, and then they tuck into her boots, which are like laced up extra tight. Mm -hmm. Um, and she's just finished like wrapping her hands. Back, and yeah. she's just got like a very loose uh white you know those old like white uh button downs yes that they wear in fantasy mm -hmm. it's one of those but the sleeves are torn off and it's a crop top oh very cool i tell you what and she fin she finishes tightening her bun and checking her her fist wraps and she's good to go Goldtooth is looking over because I think he was hoping that, like, the first time he saw pros, that this was going to be, like, a po like this was just going to be a steamroll. But seeing pros getting prepared like this for the fight, he is having, I don't know, he is potentially having second thoughts. How about this? Roll 2d6. And we're going to add plus one for brawn on this. And we're going to add another plus one for this level of preparation as an intimidation check against Goldtooth. Sure. Uh, that's a nine. That is a nine. Plus, mm -hmm. you said plus one for brawn? Plus one for brawn and plus one for preparing. So that is actually an 11. That's an 11. Okay. Yeah. Very much this fight is going to go in your favor then. You are keen for this fight though, right? Oh yeah, I, I want it to happen. Like... Pros is just doing this as a ritual. Uh, they absolutely want to do this fight, no matter how it's going to go. Goldtooth is looking at his friends and he's like, I don't know if I want to do this. She looks intense. And they're all like, no, no, go, go up against her. Go, no, she's, you'll, ju you'll just run through her, mate. Don't worry. 
So the we camera just... pans over and prose is just fucking cut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Off as hell, just like stretching, slamming her fists together. This guy is that this guy is like heavy, like he like he is a longshoreman, but like he is not at all like in fighting. Like he is just used to just rolling. He's just people. a big dude. But because yeah, you roll an eleven, you're gonna get this fight you want, but he he is at a disadvantage against you as a result. Tight. The clock Good goes shit. then, and thinking, well, I don't want to. I don't want to do this. So let's try and get this done as quickly as possible. He starts running. Goldtooth starts running towards Pros with fists raised. He's gonna go for a big old paymaker. What would Pros like to do? Um, as soon as the bell rings, like Pros is like sort of bouncing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as soon as the bell rings, uh, they they plant their feet and she like raises her fist and like gets into a stance. Oh, um, with both her fists, like right in front of her face, like almost boxer style, but like a little, a little looser, like Sweet. fists aren't totally closed. And I just want to block it. Absolutely. I just, I just want to like, not, I want to try and parry his haymaker actually. Okay. I'll, I think, yeah, if we get a good result on this, this can be a parry. So roll two D six and we'll add, one for brawn, uh, one for hand to hand, and one because you have the advantage in this fight. Okay, so two d six plus three. Yes, that's a nine total. That is oh, so you rolled a oh, so you rolled a six and that got up to a nine. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay, I will give you I will give you a choice. Then you can block it, but you won't be able to parry it or. You can get an attack in, but you will, but pros will be attacked in turn. I'll just block it then. You're just gonna block it then. I'll okay. just, I'll just block it. I won't take the hit. Okay, you, pros puts her arms up then, and the attack basically poof, dissipates against it. Her, even though she is standing strong, her feet do squeak across the floor as she is pushed back by the heavy weight of this orc's punch. He looks at it and then looks at Prose and then kind of thinks to himself, okay, maybe, all right, maybe I do have a chance here. But what I will say, sorry, what was that? I was going to say, um, like, he starts thinking that because Prose, like, has her, her arms, like, up in a block position. Mm-hmm. And then she just, like, kind of slowly, like, lowers them and their eyes meet and Prose is just smirking. Okay. He's not sure what I think. He, the moment she starts smirking, he goes, We're so funny. Oh, nothing. Um, and then I'm just going to hit him in the face. Sweet. Yeah, you got advantages. So roll. Uh, let's roll. Let's roll hand to hand. on. So, so roll 2d6 and we'll just add hand to hand to this. All right. 2d6 plus one. One. Seven. That is a seven then. Okay. Uh, and what did you want this, um, and where were you aiming with punch? Uh, I think it's a hook. I think I'm go- I think I'm, I'm think I'm throwing a right hook. Okay. So Pros does have to bounce a little bit to get this, because this guy is like... <laughs> oh, yeah, I like jump up and punch him in the face. Yeah, this, yeah, you have to like Super Mario brick punch him, because this guy's like eight foot, and he does stumble back a little bit. His... He rubs his jaw and he's just kind of like trying to push himself back. His mates are shouting at him and I'm like, come on, don't let that little girl push you around, Goldtooth. 
like that. Are you starting to get what a little bit? What you call me? Oh yeah, You're they, next. they all <laughs> they go pale as you say that. Goldtooth is like huffing and puffing and trying to like buff himself back up, and he is preparing for another attack. So, what would pros like to do? Um, I want to be a little shitty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to try and distract him. How would you like to distract him? So, is he like? seeing he's he's already like second guessing a lot of stuff yeah he is like um, he, he is yeah he's he's not in his own head he doesn't know what to do i think <laughs> <laughs> i'm using the word distraction very loosely here okay um but i'm essentially going to leave myself wide open as i ignore him and stride over to the people who called me a little girl okay um like I just ignore him and I walk up to them just like shouting. Oh, you, um, oh, I I see what I think I I'm turning I'm turning my back to him because I want him to rush at me without you, like thinking. You're baiting him. No, that's I'm baiting him. I like that a lot. Roll two d six and we'll add plus one for a distraction and we'll add plus one because I like this idea. Sweet. So two d six plus two. Yeah. Kit. Can I get a plus one from bronze since this is a very like brawny bravado type of shit? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, this is bravado. So yeah, absolutely. So yeah, let's go with right. plus three then. 2d6 plus three. Let's go. 12. Uh, yeah. So I rolled, I rolled a nine plus the three. Very nice. You are then heading over to his mates. And what are you saying to him, Pros? What'd you, what'd you fucking call me, asshole? You want me to jump over this table and beat your ass? Listen, we're just being cheeky, love. We're not, you know, we're not trying to wind you up. What'd you call anymore. me just now? As love, you, are... you think I'm? Uh-uh. And I'm, like, leg on the table going over. Uh, go to his huffing and puffing then, because, yeah, you're not paying attention. And he's, like, his ego's bruised, and he's like, You two, you and me, we were fighting! He starts to ram at you like a bull. And because you rolled a 12, you can absolutely anticipate this. So what are you doing? Um, So I said I've got like one foot on the table and I look like I'm going to be climbing over it to beat up these dweebs. Mm -hmm. um, instead, I push off the table and like turn and I just kick him. I oh. just kick him in the chest, like like right in the... Right in the diaphragm. Oof. I'm trying to just knock the wind out of him. Roll 2d6, and we'll see what the result of this is. Do I get any bonuses? We'll add a plus one to this, yeah, because this is this okay. is still bravado, so... Alright, that's eight. That is an eight, then. He... You kick him in the diaphragm, then. That wins him, and he completely loses footing. He flips out of the ring and crashes into the table that his friends are on, sending beer and chips and their knives flying across the room that they are in. The crowd are losing it. They are cackling at the results of what has happened. And I'll say, does Pros, like, does she want to, like, stunt or anything? Does she want to, like, you know, what, what, what does she do after this happens? I think she just like uh 
is this like a win? Have I won officially? Or Set, uh, so technically, uh, the rules were either a TKO or a ring out. So, so this is a ring out. This is a ring out. Okay, I'm just gonna like walk over to him. Um, I'm gonna extend my hand to help him stand up. He Good fight. Ooh. Roll two d six, but nothing on this. That's a nine. That's a nine. Okay, he's not sure what to do about this because you did put your hand up to like pull him up. He's not gonna pull any dirty tricks, but he also doesn't want to like. He's not engaging in this. He just slides off the table grumbles, swears under his breath, and then leaves the bar after you have embarrassed him. <laughs> his friends are following behind him like, Go Tooth, no, come on! We will do a second chance, mate, don't worry about it! As with that, the bar, they are clapping and they are cheering about what you've done, but, like, the bartender's kind of looking over at you, sort of like, yeah, we need, we need to chat about this. I'll just like shrug and I'll go put my jacket back on. Very nice. So and I'll, I'll go talk to the bartender, I guess. You will have a chat with the bartender. So you have been in this area then for just an evening. You don't really know so much about the. I mean, it's a little town that you have traveled through quite a few times over the years, but like you don't know the people there so much, but you know the inn and you know this innkeeper whose name is Gorky. Uh, Gorky himself is a large human man with a glass eye, and he is quite good for room and board stuff, but obviously you have to kind of, you need to make it worth his time, and obviously you were able to get the punters in on this fight. Although that is the first thing that he mentions as you head over, which is, well, that was pretty impressive there, Prosy, but <sighs> I was kind of hoping you make that last a little bit longer. Not my fault he can't take a hit. Mm. He looks over he looks over at the door where he left her and then looks back at you and then it's just like it might not be your fault, but you could have pulled him back in the ring. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I extended my hand to help him up. Mm, sure. Um he goes through his pockets and he does start pulling out gold coin. The amount that was agreed upon, he holds a little bit of that back and he was, and he says, like I said, if that had gone on a little bit longer, I would have given you the full amount, but... Uh, how much was I How much was I promised and how much does he hand me? Uh, let's say you were promised 50 gold from this. He only gives you 30. That's fine, it's more than half. Okay, yeah, you don't want to contest it? Nah, I'll I'll take it, um, and I'll say, well, if you want it to last longer, get me someone tougher. Ooh, good line. He sighs and he rolls his eyes then and Lord Lord you and he goes, There's somebody here to meet you, Rosie. <laughs> to meet me? Mm. Alright. Friend of yours, I think. Didn't want to say much more than that, unfortunately. Hmm. Um, he eyes this. I'm gonna say to to Gorky. Um, you know the signal. If I'll 
I'll give you a signal if this ain't one of those. Okay, if it's a bit of a bad, bit of a bad yeah, deal. Yeah, I'll let you know. I'll, I'll try to take it outside if something is not good. Or do you want me to kick his ass in here if it's not good? Give a second show. Ooh. Ooh, Road CT6. Ah, six. Ah, six. He shakes his head and he's like, I don't know. Gold Tooth is a fun fight, but I don't want you bringing. I don't want you bringing knife fights in here. You, you sort yourself out. All right, understood. But he taps his glass side to let you know that yeah, he will keep an eye on if anything does go south. Awesome. Good. Great. Let's awesome. go talk to. Let's go talk to this uh, mysterious figure. Whoa, 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 whoa! Mysterious figure. You head into one of the back rooms then. In fact, it's where the uh, chefs who work... Well, not so much the chefs, but it's the people who work at this bar during their downtime is where they go and play cards, which is where the beer barrels are held. And you see a recognisable face from your past in here, Rosie. Oh, boy. It is a tall half-elf thief who used to run in your previous gang. A friend of yours, in fact. What is their name? What is their name? Nevin, what kind of name would this person have? Uh, they're like a half-elf? Yeah. How... What are half-elves life in tro- like in uh, Tron era? What are they like? So, elves in the... Outside Kingdom of Trottle Era and the kind of the greater parts. So because they have a longer life expectancy than most species, they are able to kind of garner more wealth and hold on to it. So as a result, elves are kind of considered like high nobility within the kingdom. Half-elves are an interesting case though because they kind of... You very rarely have a half-elf who is considered part of a family. Usually they are cases of, say, you know, infidelities and stuff like that. So a lot of half-elves kind of end up in situations where they become rogues and thieves in order to kind of, like, feed themselves and feed the families that they either previously came from or the ones that they make themselves. Uh, they keep the height and they keep the looks of their elven, uh, of their elven side, but... They then have kind of the human flaws of they're not very kind of magically attuned of the human side. Okay. Um, I just sent you his name. Gary Cuthbert. Gary Cuthbert. Gary Cuthbert, who had the nickname Needles, because his thing was that he was very much into using knives. Not so much just for fighting with, but for all other practical reasons as well. He would use them to climb up walls, or to kind of give himself a bit of balance if he needed to hold places and stuff like that. Basically, anything you think you could do with a knife, he would give you even more... He would kind of blow your imagination beyond that. And as you see him, he is literally playing with a knife in his fingers. But the moment that he sees Prozy, his eyes light up and he puts his hands out and he's like, there's a face I have not seen in years, Prozy. Uh, you didn't take any harm during that fight. So he likes his teeth and he goes, barely a scratch on you. Well, barely a scratch from 
Uh, <laughs> barely a scratch from Goldtooth, at least. How the fuck are you, Gary? He slaps your hand and pulls you in, and he's grinning, and he's like, I am over the moon. I have uh, I have been able to uh, get some... Uh, I've managed to keep my head down all these years later, and uh, apart from maybe a short stint in a Chadlera prison, I've been doing pretty well. Pretty good. Pretty good. But you can Glad see... Glad to it, hear it. You can see in his eyes that he's not here just to make small talk. Yeah, I think I'll say, all right, so so what's the deal? Why'd you, why'd you track me down in the middle of fucking nowhere? He looks around and then he pulls you in somewhere quiet and he sits down and he goes, So I got a, I got a, I got a, I got an interesting job if you're... If you're looking for maybe some money and uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe some uh, it's uh, it's it's interesting. Ah, uh, so you know, you know, Trudlera, right? I like <laughs> I look around and just kind of like, yeah. So recently, we're, we're in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you never, you know, you never read the papers or anything because you're always worried that, you know, you, you know, our names might turn up on it and whatever. But they've had an interesting couple of uh, couple of weeks, right? And uh, uh, one of those things is, uh, well, you know, you know, Pred, you know, the prince, right? Well, it oh, turns out he's not Prince Pred anymore. He decided to make himself King Pred, right? And uh-huh. all the people that he had at his, uh, that he had working for him is uh, his dad's old guy. He uh, <laughs> well, uh, he fired them all. He fired them all. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. All his advisors and uh, most of the guards. Yeah, they're all gone, prosy. So uh, asshole. Why would he do that? <laughs> I don't know. Something about trust and uh, you know a couple of. Yeah, some weird thing happened around his birthday where, like, people tried to take over the castle. Again, like I said, I didn't really look too much into it because I didn't, uh, you know, just in case people thought that, you know, maybe we might have been involved in that. But uh, let's just say that change in management has opened a pretty exciting opportunity for us. More so for you, if you're interested. Depends on the gig. Uh, he looks around again and he goes, we got a, we got a guy who, uh, let's say that he might be, uh, blackmailing, not you, not you, not, definitely not you, but definitely some people who might have been in the gang previously, but they're not, they're not, they're not going to throw you under the, okay, maybe they, they, maybe, maybe, maybe names might be mentioned, all right, but nothing, nothing serious, okay, nothing serious, but it doesn't matter, because if we do this job, then that's not going to worry, because basically, somebody wants us, or you, definitely you, to break in a Trodlera castle and, uh, take stuff, stuff they, stuff they're not, I mean, you know, they're royals at the end of the day, they, they got so much stuff that, that they're not using that, uh, you know, what, what's the, what's the point, you know, it's, uh, why, why not redistribute that stuff, and that's the opportunity that they're giving to us, they want, they want you to go into the castle and grab some things and come out and, uh, we'll take you to a fence and, uh, well, none of us are Can gonna I- get- can I try and get a read on Gary? Yeah, absolutely. Roll roll 2d6 plus 1, because this is a guy from your history. 7. 7. What kind of read did you want? 
Is I've, he blackmailing me? Is it him? Is it Gary? Is it Gary? This is out of nowhere for me. Ask him. Uh, uh, ask him straight. Yeah, I think I do. I think. Um, I think this whole time, uh, prose is like drinking a warm cup of mead or tea or something, and. I think Gary's like rambling and rambling and rambling. Gary's usually and a I bit think, cooler than this, but he looks yeah, like... Yeah, absolutely. He seems very nervous right now. Uh-huh. Um, I think Pros just like takes a long, loud sip uh, to interrupt him. Mm-hmm. Like a long sip. Um, and then just sets it down. Oh, like... She like closes her eyes, sets the cup down, and opens them locked with Gary's, and she just says, What's the deal? He goes Is this you? Are you blackmailing me? No, no, I'm not. I'm Are not. you being blackmailed? What's up? Tell tell it to me straight, Gary. We we run together for a long time. You don't need to do this dance around the bushy shit. What do you need? Um, he grabs a tissue from his pocket and he wipe, he dabs his face with it and gobs and goes, okay, yeah, 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 no, 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 Rose, yeah, you could always, Rose, you could always see right through me, always, always through the small talk, all right, all right. Okay, wait, okay, we're being black, okay, we're all, everyone who previously rang in the gang are being blackmailed, and it's not, it's not me doing it, I'm also being blackmailed in this, okay, but... Very specifically, you were the one who was asked to do this job. By who? I don't know them because it came from somewhere higher up. All I know is that this guy might be royalty. He's not Trollera royalty. I think he might be from one of the other kingdoms. And what he basically said was, if we do this job, he's going to get his diplomatic immunity because apparently... People from Decio and some of the other kingdoms are looking into some very recent criminal activity. Nothing to do with us, but people that we may have previously worked for were involved. And that's going to put us under the microscope. We've been told we're under the microscope. Who, um, who gave you the job? Not who did it come from, who gave it to you? Who did you hear it from? And prose is like very suddenly like very serious. Our old boss's wife. He says Margaret. Margaret, yes. Hmm. She around? Not. She's not with me. But if you want, I can take you to go meet her. Yeah, I'm not in the business of stealing from castles. He does look around and he goes, she's, she's pushing us a pretty good opportunity, though, because, like I said, the, the guards, most of them got fired. And most of, his, most of his people have been fired as well. It's pretty much just him there, day in, day out. So, I don't know, it seems like a pretty good opportunity, bros. Seems too good, Gary. It seems too good. Yeah. Which is why I, yeah. think should, I think that's why I think we should go for it because Gary, if an opportunity is too good, you don't take it. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes they're really good and we should. That's take how you it. got that scar on your face, Gary. That's how you got cut. 
he does he lo- he does run a thumb down the scar that's down his face and goes and goes yeah but <sighs> but I lived didn't I <laughs> <laughs> pros please they're asking for you because they don't want you to steal gold or anything like that because they know the fact that if we're stealing stuff from castles and stuff from hemlock right that if we try and fence that that's immediately going to be found out because it has all the family crest stuff on it they want you to steal they want you to steal queen manon stuff because they think that you'd have a better idea of what's valuable <laughs> he really yeah. does like that's the thing like he he re- he's really pushing here as much as yeah. he can so let's okay add a character real quick absolutely right because I, I i love to like discuss these sorts of things i think that there's i think something really fun and unique about role-playing games is that you can just pause the fiction to talk about it absolutely um, so I want to do this. I think this is <laughs> fucking hilarious in like a horrible time. Um, I think it's a bad idea. Yes. Uh, Pro- Prose thinks it's a terrible idea. Um, but also Prose understands that Gary wouldn't come to her unless it was dire. Yes. Um, but this is a bad idea. <laughs> and for it to be coming from the old boss's wife is extremely scary. Nothing about this is good. No. Nothing about this is good. Um... Pros is going to accept the gig because one, I know that we're playing a game here and it requires some buy-in, but <laughs> I just want it to be noted that like we, I'm leaning into this dramatic irony. Like, I absolutely agree. Yep. No, that is, that, that, that is absolutely fine. Cool. All right. I just wanted to make sure that that was clear for you and me. Cause that's what makes this kind of shit fun. Absolutely. Um, and the audience so yeah, is at I, home. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I think Prose just like downs the rest of the drink and like sets the cup on the table and then like flexes her hands a little bit. Like she makes and closes and opens some fists mm-hmm. and like does a stretch and then sets her hands on the table, like palm down, opens her eyes, looking at Gary again. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need a few things. Okay, what do you need? And, then, need? and then the camera cuts. All right. Dun, 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 dun. It's planning time. So, how would pros like to go about planning for what she, what does she, what does she need? I need a map. All right. Uh, I need to scout the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I basically need to just like stock up my utility kit for getting in and getting out. Okay. I would say as your util- utility kit is part of your loadout, that will be e- there's no there's no downside to that because you don't right. have to go. I'm, I'm like in in fiction, there's like in this montage of her prepping, yeah. there's definitely a shot that's her putting the kit together. Exactly. Yeah. Um, no. There's the she has welding goggles on. She's like she's putting metal stuff together. She's stitching new stuff. She's shaking hands. Gold is being transferred over mm-hmm. as she gets new bits exactly. and stuff. However, for the other two things, uh, we could leave those, we could put those down to a roll. However, I'd say because she does have experience in this, 
tell me, how would how would she go about? Um, so she wants a map of Trotlera Castle, right? Yeah. How would you go about getting a map? I would tell Gary to get it for me if he wants me to do this. Okay, so you're no, putting this. No, you're you are putting. Yeah. You are delegating this to Gary. In that case, then. Yeah, I'm. What I'm. What specifically? What I'm saying to Gary mm-hmm. is no map, no job. All right. To and I'll s- I'll even let him know. Like I'll give you some money if you need to like buy this. Two d six plus two then, because he is. Because you're using, you're basically bravadoing him into this, and also like he he wants this to happen, and you have given him money, so that's an eleven. Baby. Is there any God? Is there anything I can do to get another plus one on this? Fuck. <laughs> um. Tell you I don't what. Think so. Tell you what. Um. Because you have body armor and you have a utility. Mm. I could I spend money? I was gonna say yeah. Tell you what, like, so, like, say Gary gets overcharged for this. Yeah. All right. Let's do that. Okay. I will let you get this up to a twelve, but you owe Gary for this. As in, oh, I like that even more. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you're gonna need to. You're gonna need to do something on this mission in order to repay Gary. And what that is is, you're only meant to be stealing Manon's stuff, but he wants some gold from the castle. So you're gonna be putting yourself at extra risk in order to get this result. Sure. All right. I may or may not do it, but I'll tell him that I'll try. <laughs> okay. In that case, you got it up to a 12 then. So he manages to procure a schematic of Trottlera Castle from a... He has connections, and he through his connections, he is able to get it with a architectural planning board, who very recently, they uh, put up a new fountain in Trottlera Castle, and so they needed the schematics of the castle grounds, because they needed to know where the water was running from. So, you have perfect... You have a perfect layout of the place, all the levels, and you even have some details of uh, guard routes in there. So there are still some guards. There are still some guards, but not as many as there were when... Uh, when the... when when his dad was on the throne, essentially. How many do we think? If you have a number, if you don't have a number, that's totally fine. Is it like, is it too many guards, or is it like it is, too, no? It will too be enough. It will be enough guards for, that pros could deal with them, but they but it has right. to be one by one. Okay, cool. That's that's good to know. Okay. Second thing. Second, you wanted uh, to scout. You wanted to scout the place out. Yeah, I want to use the map and kind of scout the place out from the exterior from a kind of safe distance. Um, I don't know what the architecture is like around the castle. I don't know what the building's situation is. Like, is it in the middle of the suburbs? Is it like a few miles off? Does it have a moat? Like, what's up? I can tell you all of those questions. and I can answer all those questions and more. Roll 2d6 plus one for preparation and one because you have this special map. Well, that was like a, a fiction question to describe what I'm actually going to try to do. Oh, like if oh, I can, okay, if okay. I can, like be on rooftops near the castle. I will say, okay, I will, I will, or... I will say this much then, because yeah, will you come into, you have to get into Trotlera City in order to see Trotlera Castle. Although, funnily enough, Trotlera Castle is a structure that you can see from almost nearly all points of the map, because the thing was designed almost like a big lighthouse. It's this big stone thing of uh, big glass windows, and they used to have a big light at the top of it, which would show, you know, it would, it would be a big beacon for the rest of the kingdom. 
as you get into Trotlera City, the thing has a line of solid stone wall around the outside of it. And then inside okay. the perimeters, there are gardens, and then there is the castle itself, and there are a few small stone settlements in and about it where, like, you know, kind of quarters for living and stables and stuff like that. Outside of the castle itself and the rest of Trotlet City, it is very densely packed. It is a metropolis with lots of rooftops and plenty of places where... Although the walls of Trotlera Castle are quite tall, you will be able to get, say, you will be able to get some some looks into the garden situation of Trotlera but Castle. Okay. But you won't be able to see through the walls unless you put yourself in a bit more danger. Okay. I'll probably put myself in a bit more danger then. Oh, right. Um, what I want to try and do is use the map and my exterior scouting to figure out where uh this lady's room was mm -hmm. and then see if it's near any of the like <laughs> any of the plumbing Escape. to see okay if, if entrance and exit route if i can get in and out the same way great all right roll 2d6 plus two that's a nine that is a nine I will answer one of those questions. Okay. Either, either, well, that, it's up to you. Either where the room is or easy way in and out. I think it makes more sense for this to answer where the room is because I've got the map. Okay, that works for me then. Uh, her room is central of the castle uh, and it is two floors up. It is where the sleeping quarters are. She has a... Although she does stay in the king's room as well, she has a separate room for... It is a lady's room. She keeps her clothes and her jewellery and her finery. Okay. Um, do I know if she still lives in the castle or is she gone too? You chat to Gary about this and what he tells you is that the reason that Pratt has installed himself as king is because the previous king and queen disappeared four months ago. And this lady was the previous queen. Correct. Okay. Tight! Nice! Uh, Alright. Right. Let's fucking do it. Are you ready? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to get lumped up in the thing that Blades nope. keeps us from having to do. I don't want to just plan for days. Let's go. Absolutely right. So, you are in Trotlara City then, and I'm going to say that you don't really need, like, a cover story for being here. You're just passing through, and you do know people who live here, because that is part of your back story. So instead, you're just going to go for a direct route through the castle and to a room, right? Um, I mean, I'm not going to walk in the front door. No, absolutely not. So how do you want to... I'm going to... I'm going to find a... I'm going to get over the exterior wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to find a window to a room on the second floor that I'm going to get into. And I'm using my utility kit to help with all this. Awesome. 2d6 plus 2. <laughs> 7. That was a 7. Alright. You use your utility kit then. You figure out that because of the way that this wall is designed, it is completely solid. There are no like little windows or anything for... Um, 
like for shooting arrows out of. There used to be a crack in the side of this wall, but it has very recently been gummed up. So you won't be able to get through there. The only way that you can get over the wall, uh, um, the only way you can get through the wall is over it. Using one charge of your utility kit, uh, you go in for a grappling hook or for like climbing stuff or what was he boggle? Um, how many charges are we going to say my utility kit has? Uh, I'll say as I'll say you as many charges as you need until you fail using it. Okay, so I can just use it, use it, use it. Of uh, course. Okay. Um. For this, I like the idea of using claws because then we can establish that I just have those on. Sweet. Um. What I what I think it is, I walk up to the to the wall and I go okay and i like swing my bag around and i dig through and i pull out these uh these gloves mm-hmm. um well i'm wearing gloves these yeah. are things that go over the gloves and they're almost like uh exosuits but just for my hands oh very neat um so like in our real world an exosuit is like a metal thing with hydraulics and stuff that like makes you stronger mm-hmm. um this uh, is clawed, so it's got like sharp points mm-hmm. uh, on the ends of each of the fingers and thumbs that like look like monster claws, kind of. Yeah. Um, and it also has these like lines of of metal um, that I guess in this world are probably like magically charged, mm-hmm. um, and they're just really good gripping and climbing gloves. Yep. So the metal that these gloves are made out of are a rare material which is called uh, dragon scale and it is able to essentially cut through rock like butter and that is what you're doing as you are climbing. It's almost like you're climbing up like the side of a cake or something because you can just dig your fingers right into it and pull yourself. Oh I like I like dig in and they like slide down a little bit until they catch and then I mm-hmm. pull up. But I would say that's not the complication of as as like you're able to you have enough upper body strength that you're able to do this pretty quickly. As you get to the top of this wall then you do see a window that leads to you see a window you see some windows on the second floor but the only way that you're able to get up there is you would need to do another bit of climbing but as you look down and sort of in this kind of grassy large garden area that they have around Trottlera Castle there are some patrolmen but not a lot like you can only see two and you've got like a view of like a quarter of a mile either you know in either direction okay um are they like on my path are they about to see me they cannot see you yet. Uh, are they like heading past me? They are. They, so you are high up and they are on the floor and they're not currently looking up in the air. But you do notice that they are dogmen. And one of them has got a particularly keen nose. But they have not noticed you yet. And they have not looked in your direction. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. All right. Um, from my utility kit, I'm yes. going to pull out a uh, a bottle of perfume. Okay. Um, but this isn't just any perfume. Mm-hmm. This is an anti-smell perfume. Okay. I'm just gonna smell like nothing. Roll two d six plus one then. Um. 
So to be clear, I'm going to like use this and then try to sneak past them. Yes. So that's plus one for the utility kit. Um, oh, and plus one plus, for stealth. Plus yeah. one for stealth. So 2d6 plus two. Two. Yes. Hey! hey! 13. Oh, baby. Yeah, you don't get any attention. That anti... That anti... That, the complete lack of smell has not has not raised any questions with those guards. You have you have able to sneak past on absolutely soft footing right to where uh, um where did you want to go? Um right under that window I'm going to climb into. Sweet. You're right and under then the window you want to climb. And then I'm going to climb into it. You're going to climb up again then. So, do I do I need to make another check here? Let's not do another check yet, because you start to then climb up the wall. And as you do so, you are moving past windows of other parts of the castle. You have a quick glimpse in, and you do see that, unfortunately, well, I guess it kind of makes sense, the castle is occupied tonight. Maybe a bit more occupied than you were expecting, though, because from what you hear, the only people who were here now were a handful of guards and Pratt. You can see the figure of some thing through the window, but you can also see a lot of other people through the window. You can continue climbing up if you want, or you can listen in. It's your call. Yeah, I'll like, um, I'll just like keep hanging onto the wall and just like listen in and try and get a good view. Because you said there's some thing in there. I want to figure out what that thing is. Okay. You and what your, they're talking about, if anything. You put your ear up to the window, then, and what you hear is... Listen, Prince, if you know... Oh, sorry, King. King Pratt. King Pratt. If you know anything about the death of either the Staccato family or the Hayfee, the Trap, you're really gonna help out the Decchio police force, okay? We just want what's best for you and the rest of the kingdom. Oh, I know that, but... I only know so much as I can tell you guys, so, you know, it's, it's all well and good for you guys being here, but like I said, I only know so much, okay? Yeah, yeah, alright, alright. Well, do you mind if uh, me and the rest of the Decio Police Force do a quick sweep of the castle for your, uh, for your print, King Pret? I guess I haven't really got much choice, so, yeah, okay. Um, as you look through the window, uh, the large mass of people were the Decchio police force. The large thing was King Pratt, who you haven't really seen much of before, but you can kind of get an idea through this stained window that he's some kind of, like, beast man. Like, he's got, like, the horns of, like, a... Like, the antlers of a deer and the build of, like, a bear. This is the, the doofy prince. Uh, 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 the doofy king? Uh, I, the Doofy I, uh, King. I'm Doofy sorry. King. Yes. Uh, yes. This is uh, this is a Pratt Hemlock who very recently installed himself as the new king of Trottleara, and he All seems right. to be getting grilled by a police force out from outside of uh, Trottleara. Decio is. They were the ones who sent who gave us his gig, essentially, right? No, it was... Uh, Gary did not tell you who the royal uh, dignitary was who wanted you to do this gig. He said something about getting but he political but he did, immunity. But he, no, he said that you are under the microscope from the Decchio police force. 
Oh, okay. So the people who want to ask you questions, the, the technical, I guess technically they don't know who you are yet, but they know of your gang. The people who want to ask you questions are currently within Trotlera Castle. All right. I guess I just got to be quicker. You just got to be quick then. Just got to be quick. And Sorry, so- Gary, you're not getting that gold. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like what I say to myself. I like swing back into climbing position and I just like scurry up into yep. that next window. And as I'm going, I just sort of whisper to myself under my breath. Sorry, Gary. <laughs> Sorry, Gary, because this job is worse than you made it out to be. And you already made it out to be pretty bad. It was already pretty shitty, Gary. This is no good. It's the opposite of what Sonic would say. I know, actually, Sonic famously did say that's no good. Sonic Sonic would say, gotta go fast. He did. And funnily enough, he did. You are are upstairs then, and you are through that window. You have a map on hand, and you know exactly where Queen Manon's room is. How do you want to approach it? Uh, quick and quiet. Quick and quiet. Roll stealth and and a plus one for this. So roll plus two. Um, oh, I am once again going to use my utility kit. And how? What are you using from your utility kit? Uh, I'm gonna pull out a little pocket mirror. Oh, cool. And uh, what? And you're gonna use that to like look under the door? I'm guessing. Look under doors and look around corners. Works for me. In that case, yeah. So one for one for stealth and one for the utility kit then. Okay. 2d6 plus 2. 8. There's an 8. You then manage to shuffle then through this corridor. Unfortunately for you, there is a guardsman patrolling around it, but fortunately for you, you have not got any of his attention. Complication. You push that mirror underneath the door of Queen Manon's powder room. There Which is, is some... where I'm trying to go, right? Correct. Okay. There is somebody in there. What kind of a somebody? You kind of get a vision of them. It doesn't look like the guy downstairs, ergo it doesn't look like it's his mother. It does look like there's a woman in there, though, and she is large, and she's got green skin. But that's about as much as you can make out Does she look like she's with the Decio? I guess is my question. Just explicitly. It is, it is only, it is her on her own. I'm just going to go in. You're going to go in. I'm just going to go in. Okay. Uh, and and I, you... I have a plan for if this goes wrong. You head in then. You open the door and you get a better view of who is inside the room. And who I close is... the door behind me very quickly and I lock it. Interesting. Doing so, were you trying to do that without raising attention, or do you not really care? Are you happy for this to go self? Um, Somewhat self, tiny bit self. South, south, south from her, or south from the Dekia? Nobody outside will be alerted, but the person in this room will be. I assume. I assumed that she would. She would notice me no matter what when I walked in. Um, Works for me. Then. Let's say let's say I try to do it quietly, but I'm expecting her to notice. But I will try and maintain stealth here. In that case, two d six, and I'll give you a plus one for stealth. But I'm going to take a minus one off because of the situation. So just straight two d six. Straight two d six. 
<laughs> oh no! Oh no! That's a three. Oh no! Dang! It had to happen. It had to happen. This is why we play. How this do I is... die? Welcome to Question Show. You shut the door behind you, then, and that gets the attention of the person in this room who turns around to look at you. It is another green skin orc. Second one that you've seen this adventure. But unlike Goto, this one's a lot prettier to look at. She's very tall and very broad, but she keeps her hair nice and short. Looks, she looks like um, maybe like a little bit of wealth to her. But she is totally bemused seeing you because you're not dressed like a guard. You're not dressed like a Dekio person. You don't look like Prince Pratt. You look like a thief. And she I sure is, do. And I'll say because you rolled a free, she does let out a shock. She lets out a squeak of shock. I just like put my finger up to face. Shh, 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 shh. No, it's it's chill. We're cool. Shh. Roll two d six plus. Uh, no, just roll straight two d six. This is just two d six. Yeah, it's just straight two d six to see if this is chill. <laughs> <laughs> Seven. Okay, it's okay. a little chill. <laughs> she give it. Okay. Despite being a giant or maybe, I don't know, maybe, I, I don't know. She just covers her mouth then because, I don't know, you have such a, a power over words and then she just kind of like stays still and nods. But then ladies you do- Ladies love me. <laughs> ladies love me. But then you do hear, uh, uh, then you do hear the, through the door, what's going on in there? I just like hold my finger up to, I'm just like, I just like mouth, please. <laughs> she- she tilts her head as in, like, please what? Get rid of them. Ah, <laughs> uh, Rossi six again. Hey, hey, 12. Oh, box girls, baby! <laughs> choo choo! <laughs> Seeing that you are a thief and that you have knives on you and you look very tough, uh, this big orc lady nods up and down and then says, I was nothing. I, I saw, I, I thought I saw a, a mouse scurry across the room, but it was nothing. Oh, you can go. Uh, okay then. As this big green lady looks at you and says, Listen, I, I just wanted to have a look at Manon's room, okay? I didn't want to do anything bad. You, you, don't hurt me, okay? I, like, as soon as they go away and I, like, hear them, like, I can no longer hear their footsteps. Mm -hmm. uh, is just, like, <sighs> and, like, her shoulders, like, slouch and she, like, loosens up. Just okay. very scared. Um, and then I just, like, say, what? No, no, I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna hurt you or anything. I am also here just to take a look at the room. Oh, are you a are you a friend of uh, are you a friend of Pratt's as well? No. Oh no, I'm not. Um, but I'm a friend of someone who I don't think likes Pratt very much, and also doesn't like me. Friend is a strong word. Um. I'm not in a good spot right now. I have to be here for reasons that I don't quite understand. I'm going to be honest with you because at this point you've already seen me. There's no reason to bullshit here. <laughs> She's just nicely nodding along as you're saying this. Uh, 
What are you doing here? Who are you? Oh, um, I mean, I, I mean, it's just my first time in the castle. Pratt invited me, and oh, I just wanted to have a look around the place. And you know, Queen Manon was always such a beautiful looking lady. I just wanted to have a look at her jewels and her makeup and stuff. I wasn't gonna take anything though. I just wanted to look at it. All right. Are you sure? I say with like a Dude. like a really like a really cocky smile. You're doing like big eye. Oh, I like this. Uh, like I'm just I'm just going like you sure. <laughs> she, and I wink. She goes like rosy cheeks, and she's just oh, she has such lovely perfume and all that sort of stuff. And you know, I don't really have a I don't really like Pratt and all. So as she as she walks up, I um <laughs> you knock her out. No, uh, <laughs> no. As she as she's like I, I'm imagining that she's like very shy oh yeah um, she, it's funny she's like mm. she's like walking around the room just like looking at all these nice things and like she like picks up the perfume as she says that uh -huh. um and then like she's definitely like talking and sort of getting into her like she goes off into her own world yeah um, a little bit and as she she's like looking at the perfume and like looking at some jewels um and i just like i'm suddenly like next to her and I just say, just take it. Oh, I can't do that. And then I say, come on, a pretty lady like you deserves whatever she wants. I know, but, you know, his mom went missing all that time ago, and he's still really broken up about it. Look, look at this. Uh, she pulls out a little uh, silver locket that uh, the queen had and opens it up and shows you that uh, inside is a picture of Prince Pratt. Old picture of Prince Pratt, though. It's with him when he was a little boy, and he was... Uh, is uh, a bit, a bit, a bit of a chunk. Uh, is uh, all I would say. <laughs> a cute, cute chunky boy. A little chunk, a little chunky, little barrel of boy, and he's just like, oh, to think if I took any of this stuff from his mother, oh, I would break his heart. But well, can I teach you a little trick? Oh, her eyes light up. Oh, don't take that. Oh, she nods and puts it back on them. <laughs> don't don't take anything. Uh, you never want to take anything like recognizable, right? Um, oh, and I, I, and I, I'm sort of saying this is <laughs> as if I'm giving like a like a a, a, a life, seminar, a life lecture, a, a life le a life lecture on the art of thievery. Um, <laughs> don't take anything recognizable. Um, like, don't take the perfume. I'm sure it's very nice perfume. But, you know, you don't want to be in a situation where you use the perfume and then y'all are all cuddled up next to the fire. And then he goes, oh, that's my mom's perfume. You don't you don't want to do that. You got to be smart about what you take. Oh, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's your what's your name? Oh, Susie. Susie, I'm pros. Nice to meet you. Oh, she puts, um, out, a, she puts out a hand to shake. I, I shake her hand. It's a real good handshake. Real solid handshake. Absolutely amazing handshake. I do have to ask though, Prosy, why are you in this room outside of the fact that you'd like or don't like Pratt? I, I didn't quite get that. I don't quite get it either, uh, honestly. Um, some of my friends are in trouble. Um, uh -huh. I don't quite understand why somebody does. I, I, uh, there is like, it's like a whole history thing. I don't really want to like go on and on and bore you okay. with the details. Um, but my friends are in trouble, and by extension, I am in trouble. And whoever's threatening my friends said I needed to come here 
and take something out of this room. Take something out of this room? Like, why? Yeah. Um, they kind of just said, and then Prose does air quotes, stuff. Okay. But why don't I make you, why don't I make you a deal, Susie? Okay, she knows. Why Why don't I make you a deal? I'll help you get something real nice that'll for sure get King Pratt. He'll, he'll notice in exactly the ways you want. I'll help you get something, but you got to let me just take a couple things and get the heck out of here. Does that sound all right? Uh, Road 66 plus one for Braun because he's being, bro- you're, you're, you're being, you're being, you're being kind of macho here. And another one just because. You've got this girl talking, so yeah, why not? So two D six so, plus two. All right. Okay, okay, that's a seven. Mmm. Okay. She bites her lip as you say that, and she's like, "Oh, I do want to. I don't know. I do want to make a good impression with Pratt and all, but I don't like the idea of you stealing stuff. Don't think of it as stealing. Okay. Well, think of it like what." Not stealing. <laughs> <laughs> she she, she tells her right back and forth. And it's like, have you got a better word for that? <laughs> Rehoming. Rehoming. Right. Okay. Think think of it as as giving this to people who could really use it, like me and my friends who might die if I don't. She moves up then, kind of putting into perspective that like this is a very tall and a very big lady, and she's like, well. How about you help me out first, then, and then I'll help you. Oh, you help me out first, and if that works, I'll help you out. Okay. You know what, Susie? I think you got a deal, and I stick out my hand to shake again. Shakes the hand. Okay. Girls montage. Right. What, what the what, fuck do I need to do? What do I need to do? <laughs> I don't know. You got yourself into this situation. How are you gonna get yourself out? <laughs> A part of me was just uh, was just hoping to woo her with my uh, my punk attitude oh, but and, you devil, have, but and, you and devil may care perspective, so that she would forget all about Prince Pratt and simply spend the rest <laughs> of her day longing wistfully, looking at the moon, wondering when when will Prosarium come back to me, my sweet prose. <laughs> uh, but I guess that's not going to happen. Not that um, lucky in this case. You did roll a seven. I think I think we have like a little we have like another montage but it's just the two of us hanging out in this dark room of a dead and or missing queen <laughs> just kind of talking <laughs> <laughs> like it's just girl talk yeah. um she's telling me what Pratt's like what she likes about Pratt I'm talking about fights that I've been in um <laughs> and yeah. the and the the many people that I have I I have wooed Okay. Um, absolutely bullshitting to like a little bit of a degree. Prose okay. is not a lady killer by any means. Oh no, absolutely not. <laughs> but they they pretend to be because they know they can. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm really I want to find like what she wants. What is it that she really wants? Does she want me to help her pick something out of this room? I think um, she just make maybe she feels a bit like. You know, Pratt is obviously, he's still got a bit of a sore spot from his missing mother, so maybe she's hoping that, you know, being his girlfriend and all, maybe he can, I don't, 
Okay. Uh, I was about I to think... say, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I think you get the idea. I think you, I think uh... I get the idea. I think then, like, there's, like, a little, like, a little mini montage of us, like, talking um, and, like, laughing. And, like, I think that, like, the last shot of the montage is me just going, look, you just gotta be there for him. Like, being very earnestly, like, my mask is off right now. Like, I, I take down the hood and the mask. And I'm like, look, you just gotta be there for him. Like, obviously... Obviously, you care about this guy, and I'm very glad to hear that it's not just because he's the king and because of the money and all that stuff, but, like, you just got to be there for him, and you got to show him that you care. I don't think anything in this room would really just do that. And obviously, you're not wanting for money, so if there is something very nice that you want, you can just go get it. And maybe you can get something for him, you know? You know what? I like that. And here's where the complication comes in. She nods up and down and smiles, and she goes... You know what, Prosy, you're right. You really are a woman. You really are a person of experience, something that I don't have. It's not that it's not how I look or how I act. It's just the fact that I'm going to be there for him that helps. She, exactly. She goes over to the door and calls out. Oh, Pratt, come upstairs whenever you can. I want to talk to you, okay? <laughs> Pros just like tenses up and is like, Susie, you told me I had to be there for him, but I need to not be here when he's here. Oh, right, yeah. You go to him. You go to him. Oh, but he's got police officers downstairs, and I don't want to embarrass myself. And plus, this is such a comfy room. You think he's gonna want to talk? In the room of his dead and or missing mom? He could much more use your assistance just being there when he's talking with the cops. You don't need to do anything. You can just be, literally just be there. You hear clopping outside as he then here. Ah, I'll be there in a second, Susie. I'm still talking to police officers. Susie! She doesn't know what to do. She's, she's just like, she's, her throat's just closed up. She's just ah, I don't, I don't know. I like I walk up and I like clasp her hands together and I, and I like take a deep breath, sort of like guiding her to take a deep breath, too. Mm -hmm. And then like we refocus and I say, you've got this. Now get out there and let me get some shit and leave. OK, roll 2d6 plus one. That's a 10. Oh, okay. She nods up and down then and says... Uh, well, she doesn't say anything. She nods up and down and she leaves the room. And she will slow down Pratt a little bit. You're on the clock. <laughs> now. <laughs> so quick, <right>. quick, bros. <laughs> this is fucking goofy. <laughs> this is weird. This is fun. This is weird. I, I love this. This is... This, this wouldn't happen... In any other game. I love this. One this. Yeah, exactly. This is why we're here, baby. Question show season two. Um, did they give me anything specific that they wanted, or were they just like, take some of her nice things? They were a little bit sexist, and they said, well, you're a girl, so, you know, you'd be able to grab guilt stuff. I think because they kind of said, don't take anything that is specifically royal, because they won't be able to offend, won't be able to fence it. Get some clothes, get some jewelry, and get some makeup. Stuff that's easily, like, well, they didn't say get anything easily concealable. I think they were just assuming they they, they got stuff. They they were like 
the idea here is to get things that are not necessarily unique. Correct, but stuff that is going to get a lot of coin. Okay. So I'm going to take the perfu- perfume that Susie was looking at for sure. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just going to take some stuff. All right. Like, I'm, I'm not who they think I am. I'm not a girl. No, um, I know. I'm whatever, Roll- Gary, oh. you fucking asshole. Gary, you bellend. Roll 2d6, plus one for stealth and plus one for, we'll say that because you're bagging this stuff up, we can, there'll be another charge of your utility kit. Okay. Ten. Big ten. You managed to get something within the ballpark of what you think might be thousands of gold coin that you'll be able to get from the end of fencing. You very much have covered your end of the bargain plus some from what you're doing. Okay. Tight. Is there Sm- any loose change in here? Uh Yeah. Why cool. not? I take yeah. I take a couple gold coins from the castle for Gary. Okay. Now, small issue. There are no windows in this room. The only windows out are the way that you came. And they're right outside the door still, aren't they? Yes. Susie, you're bad at this. I say Susie, under my breath. I, Susie, you suck. Susie, you you shit. Um, can I look around for like a secret exit? You absolutely can. Roll. Oh, and you still have the castle map on you. So roll two d six. I do. Plus stealth plus map. So plus two. That's a seven. That is a seven. There are no secret exits out of this room, but there are plenty of hiding spots. Uh, uh, Alright, I'm gonna hide. You hear the door open to this room as Susie and Pratt come through, and you hide yourself in a wardrobe. Susie and Pratt are now chatting to each other about couple shit. You do not care about this. You want out I mean, of this I'm, I'm rooting for her. To be clear, I, I, I am, am rooting, rooting for her. For you, Susie. <laughs> I am absolutely rooting for Susie. She, yeah, and she's just speaking nice to Pratt, and she's saying all the things he said to her, which is just like, look, I don't want to be a replacement for nobody. I just want to be here for you, okay? Now that you're the king and all, you just need somebody to rely on. Ah, Susie, Um, this is why I wanted to start dating you, because you're such a big heart that I can rely on. Um, he's such a he's such a good good dweeby boy. He is. He's the biggest. He's Um, the biggest dog. He's an absolute like. He's not quite himbo status, but he's getting there. Mm, well, he's a big dork. He is a very big dork, but he's so big that there's uh, it's going to be hard to sneak out. But um, I don't know. I believe in no. you, Susie. What, what's it? What are you? Uh, I'm gonna. Think... I'm gonna wait. I. I can I pitch something? Sure. Um, just because this is fun. Um, can they be like sitting on the edge of the bed, like? Uh-huh how Susie and I were. Uh-huh. Um, Pratt's back is to me, but Susie's looking almost directly at the wardrobe. Yes. And I'm just gonna like, 
I, they're like in the conversation, blah, blah, blah. And I just like poke my head out the wardrobe and I hold the finger up to my mouth <laughs> and doing shush. the shush noise again. Uh-huh. And I'm imagining that like I do that and she locks eyes with me and her eyes kind of go wide and she gets like real distracted. And, <laughs> and Pratt's like, what? And turns around and I close it and I like hide back in there. You absolutely can. Um, and then... I just wait for them to get back to conversation and I'm going to try to sneak out. And I'm going to say, yeah, roll 2d6 plus stealth on this. Can I get another plus one for distractions because Susie is distracting him? Yeah, so plus two. Come on, maybe. Ah, oh, no! <laughs> Snake eyes. Oh, no! Oh, and Snake Eyes means, oh, we gotta do something special for this. You put your head out, and you make a shush motion, and Susie does big wide eyes, and then, like, you sneak back in, and Prash is like, What's up? Did you see something? Uh, no, I think it might have been a moth or something. Nothing to worry about. Oh, a moth? Oh, I don't want to meet in my mom's clothes. Oh, get him out of here. He goes over the wardrobe. That you're hiding Fuck in. it. I just, I burst out of the wardrobe and I <laughs> run out the door. Okay. 2d6 plus brawn. Four. <laughs> I had, it's coming back on me, man. I had all those good rolls earlier when it didn't fucking matter. The door blasts open then of the wardrobe, and you decide to smash forward, much like you did earlier against uh, Goldtooth. Pratt, unfortunately, is a little bit thicker than Goldtooth, and you just kind of, like, bump against his big body as he looks. <laughs> I, like, I like the visual being, like, jump out. Yeah. And he's just, he's closer than I thought he was. Uh-huh. So I, like, slam into his chest and fall on the ground. Yeah, and he's just kind of, he is just like, <gasps> in the wardrobe and Susie's just like oh Pratt it's not, it's not what you think it is okay she's nice she's not not a problem what do you mean what, what is she doing who is this who are you oh he's panicked he's panicking but he's also like he's because very recently he did have a bit of a heroic moment and he's kind of like looking at his hands like oh is, d- does King Pratt need to go to work again <laughs> uh I think I just like He's panicking, uh-huh. and I'm going to try to play cool. Okay. And I'm going to, like, stand up, and, like, I'm just going to talk some nonsense as I, like, walk towards the door. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she'd be like, I'm just going to be like, hey, your highness, I mean, no disrespect. I'm a friend <laughs> of Susie's. Uh, we were supposed to meet up for... A game of old maid tonight. Uh, and wouldn't you know it, I just got myself stuck in the wardrobe. I'll see you later. Bye. And I just like try to open the door and run out. 2d6 plus distraction plus uh, uh, plus one because I like it. <laughs> plus two. Five, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, eight. Um, Do I? Hmm. Do I lose some of the loot? Let's say that's the complication then, yeah. 
you managed to push yourself out the door, but in doing so, like, a few of the Queen's bits have fallen out of the bag. Don't say the Queen's bits. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Question Show. Some of the Queen's finery has fallen out of the bag. <laughs> your story hasn't really... He believed your story for a fraction of a second until things fell out of the bag. Susie has gone wide-eyed and is completely shocked as well. However, you're now out the door, but Pratt is now going to start chasing you. The window that I climbed in through is pretty close, right? Yes. All right. Here's what I want to do, and okay. you tell me what I need to roll to make it happen. Okay, I love that. Uh, classic smoke bomb. Jump out the window. Just jump. I'm just yeah. jumping out the window. Um, and then I pull out a little pocket hang glider. <laughs> so it's the, I. That's you. You tell me what kind of checks this is, but that's two uses of the utility kit. Essentially, I will say that that will cancel out the plus one that you'll get on the utility kit because you are pushing it to its limits, essentially. But I will say, sure. okay. But so smoke bomb out the window, glide out. Mm-hmm. Brawn and distractions, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's add. Yeah. So let's add plus one for distraction for the smoke bomb and plus one for brawn for just like trying to get out of this situation. I need new dice. Oh, are they bad? Five. Ah no. I'm getting new dice. Th these are going in dice jail. Yeah, you, fuck you throw the smoke bomb, which causes Pratt to choke and Susie to, like, back away because, yeah, that's pretty bad. You pull the hand glider out, ready to escape the situation. Pratt grabs your legs as you hop out the window. You, you lose the hand glider. As a result, that now falls out of the castle as he has now got a grip on you. Um, is he just gripping me by the by the boot? Uh, yeah. Can I untie my boot? Uh, sure. Do, but you're gonna have to do it. Uh, do it quickly. Yeah, I just wanna. I just wanna untie my boot and slip out of it and fall. Roll two d six. Straight. Seven. I'm going to give you a choice, then. In order to do this quickly and to get a good grip on your foot, you're going to need to, you're going to, need to leave more trash behind. Otherwise, if you want a grip of both, this is going to take a little bit longer. And even though you will be able to get the boots off, he might be able to grab something else. Am I still above my treasure threshold for succeeding the mission? I'd probably make you roll to see that. Can I? Can I just choose to lose the money for Gary? Yeah. You can you can say no here, but I think that's funny. Oh, no, that is funny. Tell you what, roll 2d6, and if you get anything above a 6, then yeah. That's a 9. Yes. So Gary is okay. going to lose his half, but you are basically going to come out of this with the bare minimum. Of stuff that you need. I'm cool with that. 
So I, so I like untie my boot and how does body armor work? So body armor works in such a way that if you got attacked by Pratt, then like you would take like less of a hit. But what we can say in this is that like if your shoe's part of your... Mm. What I was going to say is I'm falling from a second story window. Can the oh, body armor right. protect Okay, me? so the body armor is going to have to take the hit on this then. Oh boy. I'll tell you what then. You can either take the harm or you can try and roll to mitigate it. How much harm would it be? Falling from this height would be two harm. And I would have minus one on all And you would rolls. have minus roll on all future rolls. Let's try to roll to mitigate it. Roll 2d6 then. Plus one for body armor. Nah. 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 Fuck that. Fuck. <laughs> Snake eyes again. Okay, I'm going to give you this option then. You can either take the full hit or lose the body armor and we can knock that down to one. I'll, let's uh, lose the body armor. I'll go down to one. Okay. Or I take one harm. You fall on your chest then, and the impact causes this body armor that you were wearing to essentially shatter. The thing is completely useless now, but you are completely winded from this. Like, you have to, like, turn over and kind of, like, stretch and groan from what has happened. But... Through that fall, um, some of the things that you're going to fence for Gary's treasure has broken. So unfortunately, you won't be able to use that for bargaining. But you have still got enough stuff that is still in good enough condition that you will be able to fence it. Pratt is looking out the window and stupidly says, Oh God, are you alright? <coughs> I'm fine! <laughs> oh God, I need, to, I need to get a medic, but also like, no, I need to get a guard! No, hey! Brat, your highness. <coughs> Susie's probably scared. Go, go check on her. <coughs> oh god, you're and right. Like, and yeah. I'm like hobbling. <laughs> and I'm like, can't believe that worked. And then I just fucking book it, climb the wall, get out. Okay, and for this, just to see whether there is any heat on this, roll two d six plus stealth plus distraction. It's a plus two. Uh, do I get a plus from my utility kit as well for my climbing claws? Yes. So plus three. Okay, so 2d6 plus 3. You're fucking kidding me. Oh, really? You get snake eyes again? Yes. <sighs> oh, no! James, why are you doing this to me? Welcome to Quest and Show. Prince Pratt and Susie... Changing my dice again. Susie in particular spent all evening with you so she can give an, a fantastic like she, she's really good at describing things so she gives a perfect visual of what you look like of the clothes that you were wearing of how you spoke and stuff like that she knew that you were a thief so potentially they can look into those markets as well yeah you stole a bunch of um queen manon stuff as well so they're probably going to keep an eye out for any kind of items of hers that may end up on the black market but what i will say for now is you are out of this clean other than that, but you probably won't be able to stay in Trottlera any longer. That's fine, this place sucks. <laughs> this place sucks! I hate it! So what I will ask is this, how do you wanna... how do you wanna deal... how do you wanna wrap this up? How do you wanna deal with this situation? <laughs> I think I just, uh... I think I just go back to the bastard Sal. Right. And I... I wait for Gary to show up. Um... 
Gary just like comes to my room and I I look like beat to shit even uh-huh. though I didn't I didn't really take much harm like I'm covered in dirt I smell like nothing I my <laughs> oh, yeah. armor's broken um I've got <laughs> I want to like flash back a little bit. I okay. want to say that like Susie was so happy to have like met me and talked to me that she gave me a little kiss on the cheek. Oh, so yeah. I've got like a green lipstick on one of my cheeks that's really smeared. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just look tired. And Gar- the- when when Gary walks in, you just have the biggest bags under your eyes. Is uh... I'm drinking. I'm drinking more of that like mead tea again. Gary looks at you for all of about. 10 seconds and kind of grimaces but then says uh so did you get the stuff yeah i got the stuff you like push the bag across the table as like he has a look in it it's, oh wow yeah look at this we've got fine silks and uh pills and uh a lot of dirt on it i don't know how that happened but uh but we got I the stuff. A... king pratt threw me out a window you threw you out a window king pratt threw me out a window you like you like hit you had like knock your drink back as you say that and yeah, yeah absolutely i'm like not sitting at the table i'm sitting on the edge of the bed because that's a fun motif to repeat yes i like a repeating motif gary that looks at you and then like the cog turns and there's and he's like wait pratt saw you yeah yeah he sure did uh his girlfriend's real nice though wait brad has a girlfriend now what? That's He's very and and they are both very welcome. Oh, well, she didn't see you, did she? Doesn't matter. It doesn't, <laughs> it matter. doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. Just uh, maybe wait a bit before selling that stuff. Oh, he kind of gulps at that, and he's like, oh, "We haven't really got a lot of time here, Prosy. We've like not said, my problem." As he just kind of looks at the stuff and then looks at her, and she goes, and he goes. You, did, you don't think they figured out, like, you're connected to us or anything, did they? Uh, I have no idea, Gary. Uh, really no idea. <laughs> and honestly, don't care right now. I almost died. King Pratt threw me out a window. And I lost. <laughs> I had. I stand up and I walk over to Gary. I put I put my drink down on the table as I'm passing it. And I put a hand on Gary's shoulder and I look up at him to look him in the eyes. Gary, I had the gold and he threw me out the window and I lost it. Sorry. I know you wanted some coins. Mm. He gulps and nods and then just kind of awkwardly smiles and he goes, oh, hey, if, you, if you didn't get the coins this time, I mean, it's always next time, right? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> he like he starts to like reach for paperwork and he's just like look because if you if he brought some heat on or something because that opens a that opens up a whole lot of other problems here privacy but I imagine you're just like no I I'm leaving this I don't want to hear this yeah no he starts he starts as, as soon as he says next time I'm like nope no Gary no I don't do castle jobs Gary you know this I've never done castle jobs this is why. He kind of nods awkwardly then and then just kind of looks around the room and he goes, well, uh, well I guess if we're going to put some distance, I guess this is probably going to be the last time I'm going to see you for a while, then, Rosie. Probably. But, uh, yeah, 
fuck this, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you knock the drink back and you're just like, I'm done. I'm off. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go rob people who are not kings. Hmm. Maybe have the surname king, but aren't actually kings. Yes, exactly. So what I will ask is then, Prozy, as your adventure has come to a close for this episode of Question Show, what happens next then? What is her going home? Like, what is, you know, what what's she trying to do now to either lay low or just, like, let this kind of sizzle over, essentially? Um, what sort of time frame can we, can we put this in? You can like tell me month, a year. days, weeks, months, years, your call. I think she lays relatively low for a couple of months. Mm -hmm. um, I think she takes an alias. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, Rose Ethereum. Rose uh, Ethereum. Okay. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, nice. Good alias. Yeah. Um, and I think over the course of a couple of years, she sort of like picks picks business back up, okay. gets back into it. Um, only a few people, very, very close people, know that she's Prosarium Athlena. Uh, to yeah. everyone else, she is Rose Ethereum. Um, okay. Still does the same stuff. Like, is still the same person. Still does fight nights. Still does thieving. Um, and I think over the course of the next year or two, mm -hmm. um, she starts up her own Thieves Guild. Yeah. Um, and with, with the precise meaning of like protecting those without the means kind of robin hood style but not oh, okay. so shitty yeah um and they are called the roses thorns oh that's very cool i like and that. that's it she just she's because she's she's young she's oh, like yeah. 20 she's like 20 something there's still yeah plenty of time ahead of her and yeah obviously you know if we're not gonna see her again yeah it'd be nice to kind of know what's gonna happen next i will say though something funny that comes in the next few days after what happened to rose um trottlera has a kind of like a ceremony for so you know like in cinderella where she leaves the slipper at the ball and they try and find a woman who can fit the slipper they do exactly the same, but for Prose's boots, and nobody wants to try it on because they don't want to be charged with robbing the robbing the king. <laughs> I fucking love that. Like Prose doesn't read the newspapers much, but like she keeps an eye on it just in case. And yeah, a sketch does appear of her, but also three paragraphs of very like a lot of praise from uh, Susie about her. So. Yeah, Susie, a... Susie, Susie, who is also a bit of a dork, probably just wants to see her friend again. Oh yeah, no, Susie does funnily say at the end of the article, I would love to meet her again, brackets, not because I want her arrested or anything, but obviously that would have to be part of it. <laughs> can, can there be like, this is just a funny little image to me. I would yeah. like there to be a couple of times um, where prose swings by <laughs> not the <laughs> castle, the castle. But, but swing swings by Susie's place and yeah. like they have tea a couple times and every time pratt turns up like Susie escapes in exactly the same uh, sorry prose escapes in the same awkward way she did the, every, the yeah, first yeah. time every single time pratt is like it's you and prose is like it's me bye <laughs> jumps out a window 
<laughs> throws the smoke bomb, throws out the throws out the window where her body armor explodes, and she like hurts herself really badly. Every time, it's every perfect. Si every single time. Oh my god, oh, James, boy. you made a good game. Oh, thank you. I was gonna say, how did you find that? It's really fun. Um, I'm a big fan of these kinds of uh, looser rules RPGs. Mm. Um, I really like the success tiers that you've got here. I really like how there's plenty of room to talk about the the fictional positioning and talk about the game and kind of just go for it. It's it's good and it's fun and I like it a lot. Well, thank you. And how did, and how did you feel about the adventure? Did you feel like you did every you know? Did you feel like you had a a good roaring time with uh, pros and what happened? Oh oh yes, oh, that was ex it was extremely good. Uh, very funny. Um, well, I'm I'm glad it's to good. have it's a I'm good glad time. to have you here because yeah, like you know, I I wanted it. You know, you always want a good start to a season, and yeah, like I couldn't really have asked for a better one. So I'm it's I'm glad that you could have finally made it, Nevin. Me too. I'm glad that you had a lot of fun. So I guess before we wrap up and just to kind of bring things back around, are there any last um anything you want to promote or anything you want to like make it? Make, make some shout outs or whatever um like i said at the beginning you can find my stuff at nevin.games n-e-v-y-n.games you can find me on twitter at fork 20 uh i tweet about g fuel and the games that i make um <laughs> you should also check out i've got a lot of stuff on the way right now i'm wrapping mm. up production on kitchen nightmares within the next month or so oh, yeah uh which is a discord based larp Mr. Hidden Role game. Um, uh, we are going to begin shipping out physical copies of Gun and Slinger within the next month as well. Um, you'll be able to find that at a couple of stores online when it comes out. You'll be able to find it on my itch page. Uh, you'll be able to find it at Floating Chair and probably at Exalted Funeral, I think. Mm -hmm. um, projects I have coming up. Uh, are a re-release of my solo journaling game what waits beneath mm. we're producing it fully in-house and it's gorgeous and amazing jam's yeah. doing a fantastic job um other projects further down the line i don't need to talk about them here right here right now oh sure uh and i would say also follow jam on twitter uh, yeah. She is at Dinoberry Jam. She does all of the graphic design and layout work for all my games, as well as designs games alongside me, or and and also on her own. Uh, mm -hmm. So if you need any graphic design, layout, anything like that, go check her out. Great stuff. Well, thank you very much again for uh, coming on. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And with that, uh, that has been a Question Show, the first episode of Season 2. Uh, if you enjoyed this, uh, if you're listening to this on a podcast app, we'd love a review and uh, any kind of promotion you can make. If you're listening to this on YouTube, uh, like or comment, uh, it's always appreciated. I would also like to thank the Patreon producers that made this episode possible, which include Chasm, Valerie B, and VG. Uh, if you would like to help with the production of uh, episodes of Quest and Show or anything else that I make, uh, please consider supporting me on Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash hot cider. H-O-T-C-Y-D-E-R. Uh, and with that, we will see you all again uh, in the next adventure. Goodbye for now. Bye.